This episode is brought to you by Top 4, a party game that you can play on your phone. Get to know your friends by debating trivial topics and hot takes. Perfect for your next virtual happy hour. Play for free at top4.io. A few wise men once said that if everybody had an ocean across the USA, then everybody'd be surfing like California. Well, I don't know if that's true, but I do know that I'm your host, Harrison Stammel, and today's guest loves surfing. Hey, my name's Tom Fell. I'm uh, Harrison's former co-worker and friend. Uh, I'm an amateur comedian and an amateur surfer out in Southern California. And today I'm going to talk about the sport of kings surfing in the ocean on a surfboard. Good times. I could go on. So why did you pick this topic? Why do you want to talk about surfing? Uh, I picked surfing because uh, it's something that uh, I I truly am just passionate about. Um, There's no, I'm never expecting to go pro. Uh, I'm not expecting to, you know, be an expert on it. Uh, I have no uh, economic or scientific interest in it really other than just it's very fun to do and I love it and I love watching it and I love reading about it. And I love uh, actually doing it, most of all. There's nothing better than actually surfing. Well, why do you say that? Well, what do you like about surfing? Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a very kind of selfish and in individualistic sport. Um, you know, and, and it's, it's like talking about surfing is kind of hard because it's, it's hard to like actually convey to someone what it feels like and what it looks like. Uh, when you have stood up and are like riding a wave. Um, but it's, it's really a feeling that's, that's unlike any other, you know, it, it's like, it's as close as you can get to walking on water. Um, and it, it feels so crazy. It feels different than anything else, you know, like in essence, you're really only going a few miles per hour, maybe about as fast as you would like on a bike or not even that fast, but it feels so different and it just it 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 feels like uh if it it, it, you can like you're being manhandled by nature you know (laughs) and like that's a cool feeling surfing is an extreme sport right yeah it can be it can be extreme it can be very non-extreme but i think that by exercise standard and by like other sports standard even like a, a two foot, you know, day of, of, you know, easy, easy rollers on the California coast would probably be extreme compared to like, you know, maybe a nice run around the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason I say that is that it sounds like what you're describing is the experience of having nature manhandle you. And that sounds like things that you might have with, with maybe skiing or like snowboarding, but this is the ocean equivalent. Is, do you think it's in a yeah. similar category? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I think what's different about surfing is that like, you know, the, the little bit of snowboarding and skiing I've done, there, there's that connection to nature and that there's that idea of like being outside and being connected and like really feeling like you're in the thick of something and you're like really having this raw natural experience. Um, but the crazy thing about surfing is that like, you know, with, when you're skiing, you're not riding an avalanche unless you're 
you know, like, unless you're a pro or just like some, someone who's sponsored by Red Bull and you're like chugging a Red Bull and you're like, yeah, I'm riding the avalanche, <laughs> that type of shit, you know? But like with surfing like that, like you're riding something that's actively destroying itself, you know? But like, that's, that's a lot, that's, it's like, it's like not alive, but it feels alive. And it's like a source of power and a source of energy. Whereas like skiing and snowboarding, you're just kind of taking advantage of gravity. With the exception of like, if the snow, if like you're riding, I mean, the only thing I can think of is if you're riding on snow and you hit like a patch of ice that kind of collapses with you and you like slide down with it. But like with surfing, it's like these waves, this energy has originated somewhere in the ocean, you know, whether it's via wind, storm, you know, or like in some cases, like, like earthquake, you know, in the case of a tsunami, and it's traveled hundreds or thousands of miles and is, and is uh, culminating by crashing by like moving by like moving water into the shore, you know, it's like energy being dispersed onto land, and you're riding the earth's energy, which like sounds really like, like I just smoked a ton of weed, but it's true. <laughs> and I'm and I'm completely sober. Yeah. I mean, it does sound really, really cool. Like the fact that you're talking about riding nature when it has reached the pinnacle of this long journey across the ocean, you're catching it and you're getting to experience it's coming into the shore. It does kind of make it more important than just any other sport where you're either reacting to gravity or using the elements that are there. This is, has to be has to be timed perfectly. You're experiencing this one moment in time. And I think that that is really, really cool. So can you tell me how long have you been surfing for? Um, I think overall I've been surfing for probably about maybe like 10, 10 to 15 years. That's not like actively. Um, I learned to surf. I taught myself to surf when I was like 16 or 17. Um, and I'm 30 now. Hmm. So I guess about 12 years. But I mean, and where did a you lot teach of that time. surf? Uh, on the East Coast in Charleston, South Carolina, which has some of the worst waves, um, you know, you can possibly find um, just the most inconsistent waves, probably on the East Coast, well, maybe not the most, but just not known for waves. Um, but yeah, I, I learned there. And then I lived in Chicago for like eight years. And obviously, I mean, you can catch waves on the Great Lakes, yeah. but they're not. Um, they're Chicago's not known as, for terrible waves, terrible surfing waves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just not as good. So I mean, like, I spent a lot of my life in the Midwest. Um, so you know, I wasn't in surfing kind of one of those things that where you need to do it a lot um, to like, be really good at it. Um, but I mean, yeah, I, I would consider myself like, the very lowest end of intermediate, depending on the conditions. When you go surfing, how many waves do you actually catch compared to those that just crush over you? Uh, it, it really depends, um, depends on the day, depends on the conditions, you know, if it's like, uh, if it's a break I'm pretty familiar with, um, you know, you can get like, if you, you can sometimes catch 10 plus waves in a, in a session of a few hours, which is great, you know, but other days, like you'll, you'll go out there, the conditions are really shitty. You're just trying to get out in the water and swim around and maybe get some exercise in there. Like, I mean, there've been, there've been sessions where I've caught one good wave and then nothing else. Uh, and then there are sessions where I've caught like, you know, 10 to 20 waves and only fallen on a couple. Um, but then most of the time it's like either it's about like 
50-50. I mean, if it's a big day, I'm falling on way more and getting thrashed way more than I am standing up. But if it's like a fun size day and I'm, you know, I'm really in a good flow, then, you know, it's, it's surf city, baby. You know, I'm, I'm up, I'm up, you know, yeah, I'm up, I'm riding down the line. I'm, I'm, I'm getting some turns in, you know, hooting and hollering and, you know, paddling back out and doing it again. What makes for good conditions? What makes surf city, baby? Uh, I, well, it, it really depends on what, what you kind of like, uh, generally, uh, with, with surfing, like my ideal conditions are anywhere from like three to the, you know, three to six feet swell, um, offshore wind, offshore wind is a big, uh, big thing that you want when you're surfing. Um, so offshore wind is wind that is coming from the land, um, onto the ocean. So wind is named for the direction in which it's coming from or from which it's coming. Uh, and so that's why it's called offshore because it's blowing from offshore. And, and you so like that because it's when, wind in your hair and you feel it pressing you towards the wave as opposed to pressing <laughs> you towards the shore? Uh, not, not exactly. That's a good <laughs> guess. But uh, it's because it grooms the face of the wave and makes it clean. Uh, so uh, have you, if, it's like the difference if you go out um, to the beach and there's a storm out to sea. Okay. And like you see, it's really choppy. There's a ton of wind. It's if you like, if you've ever seen a storm at the beach, then you you've experienced onshore wind, which is, which is some, a lot of the times more common than offshore wind. So onshore wind is not always bad, but you're generally going to want to let want it like less than like 10 miles an hour, you know? Um, otherwise it's going to make it with what they call blown out. So if it's like blown out, then it's just too choppy. It's just like the wave doesn't get a good chance to break. It's inconsistent and wind can really make conditions dirty. Like a lot of onshore or cross shore wind, but like offshore wind, like wind that's in direct opposition to the direction of swell really cleans up the face of a wave. So it's, it's, it's really, it's, it's easy to, it's easier to ride and, um, makes for you know you can perform more maneuvers on the wave mm. and uh, is there a time of day that works best for surfing i know that wind is a factor as well as just the size of the swells but i i, I don't know is there is there like a trend with specific times you can catch good waves yeah it i mean it's it it really is dependent upon the weather um but most of the time early mornings are best um and it also depends on like where where you are in the world um, but a lot of the times, especially here in California um, and on the East Coast, too, uh, you know, it's it's best in the early mornings because it, it, there's not as much of a temper, temperature differential, you know. So like the wind hasn't gotten churned up. Usually if there's going to be wind coming, it's going to be, you know, once the sun's up and, and there's a lot, you know, there's a lot more temperature differential because, um, you know, and or like pressure differential because wind flows from high to low pressure. Um, so there's a lot of weather involved. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it's early in the morning and that's why they call it like dawn patrol. There's like this in surf culture there you say, Oh yeah, I'm going out at dawn on dawn patrol or like I'm having a dawn patrol session, which means you're waking up at like, you know, four, five in the morning, driving out to the beach and trying to catch, uh, the cleanest conditions before, you know, everything warms up and, and, and the wind turns on. So there is, it sounds like there is a surfing culture, uh, like, is and a community around the sport. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. 
Yeah, there, there definitely is. Um, I think it's, it's a very individualistic sport. So generally like ideally when you go to a spot, like you really don't want there to be a whole lot of other people around. So there's kind of like this weird push and pull in surfing between, or in, this, in the surfing community between like being like, yeah, we like to, you know, we're all, we all share this, this, the, a love of something and we're all connected by this wonderful sport and this, and, and our shared love of the ocean and the feeling. But then there's like the other side of it where you're just like, oh, this, this fucking guy's taking my wave. He's snaking me, <laughs> cutting me off, you know, like all these people, all these coops like taking up my waves you know uh so it's but like i'd say on the whole i mean as long as you're not going to like ultra competitive spots um or like high performance spots uh then most people are pretty friendly uh you know especially at the spots i go to um i like to ride a longboard so like you know it's pretty it's a lot more laid back um, usually a lot more older dudes uh, and, and even I mean even younger folks too but it's just people are a little more laid back and and friendly uh, you know people will, will tell you like oh, it's fun out there man like have a good time like oh yeah it's great or they'll tell you like oh man there's like the trope of like oh man you really missed it you should have been here an hour ago type <laughs> stuff like the tide was great the you know it yeah. wasn't as you know the swell was still coming in it hadn't tapered off but people are people are on the whole pretty friendly um i mean you know they're I, I, when it's 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 always really crowded here in southern california uh, just because the sheer amount of people and the sheer amount of surfers so it's it's really not uncommon especially like at malibu or like a super crowded spot to see guys like getting a tussle or, or shout at each other or splash each other you know um i've seen a few a few fights but usually when that happens the other dudes out in the lineup will just kind of laugh it off and just be like hey man i get you know maybe giving them a few words but like it's like four feet three or four feet out it's like these are like two foot waves <laughs> you know like it's not worth getting getting in a fist fight over like you know you need a waist high rollers at malibu so the only thing I've ever experienced with surfers, because I've seen them a few times when I've been to the Bay Area, is they always are in wetsuits on the beach, and they'll pick up their boards, and they'll run to the ocean. Like, I've never seen a surfer walking with their board across the beach, and it could just be because I have limited experience. But if they're running, is it because they're really excited to get surfing, or is it because they're trying to warm up, or is it because their surfboard's heavy and they don't want to carry it for longer than they need to? Like, what is that about? Yeah, I mean, I don't think that it, that everyone always runs. I mean, I, th I think most of the time I just walk into the ocean more than I just run at full speed. Uh, I think that people, I think that the people you've probably seen do that because, I mean, I do get really excited when like you take your board out, you've got like you've got your wetsuit on because there's so many steps that you have to do beforehand. Like you wake up early, you deal with the traffic, you get to the beach, you find a spot, you wax up your board, you put on your wetsuit, and you're just like, finally, okay, now I can get to the part I actually like. Uh, you know so like you are excited to get in the water but like i don't know the only times i've like ran into the water is like okay it's like there's a bunch of sets coming in and there's a break in sets and i need to get out so i don't get as as thrashed by the incoming waves because when you you have to like paddle out through like the impact zone um the spot where all the waves are breaking uh and, and unless you're at like a specific break that has a channel um, which can be helpful or like if you're at a, a reef break or a point break they'll usually have a channel or an area where you can just paddle around but like if you're at a beach break then waves are just coming in all willy-nilly uh, kind of or coming in in groomed sets and 
there's no way to get around them other than going under or paddling through them. So like so sometimes guys just do that or like younger kids, like, you know, when you're, when you're a spry young 17 year old with a fucking like five, four short board, like, yeah, of course <laughs> you're going to run into the ocean. Uh, but you know, when you're like, I don't know, once you kind of get past that stage, you're, you're just kind of like, all right, yeah, let's, let's just go out. <laughs> I know I'm going to, I know I'm going to expend a lot of energy and yeah, I don't yeah. need to run. Yeah. Can you explain to me the physics behind surfing? Like I get, I get the concept, the wave is pushing your board into the shore, but are you riding across the wave? Like, what does it mean when you're getting inside that, the pipeline of, uh, of the, of the actual wave? Yeah. So you, um, what you want to do is you want to like stay closest to, um, the curl or uh yeah what what is generally referred to as like the curl or like it's called like riding the line so in essence you're standing up like you a wave's coming in and you want to paddle with the wave you have to get yourself up to the speed of the wave in order to catch it so like it's so like the bigger the wave the faster it moves so like the faster you need to go in order to catch it which means like bigger waves are harder to catch you either need to catch a big wave so that's why like a lot of the times you'll see guys catching big waves with like long really long boards um, because you physically need a long board in order to catch a big wave or if you see a guy riding a big wave on a short board then he's probably been towed in by a jet ski because there are some waves that like the massive xxl waves you know that you see like Laird Hamilton ride or like uh, you know on any Red Bull like extreme Red Bull video <laughs> it's gonna be they're gonna be towed in because it's physically impossible to catch a wave that big uh just paddling hmm. um so yeah you're you you have to get up to like near the speed of the wave in order to catch it but but you also don't feel like you're going anywhere so like you have so like you don't you're essentially paddling in place while the wave is like slowly sucking you back and then ideally you want to angle your board just slightly while when you're catching it. So you, you, you angle your board slightly in the direction which you want to go. Uh, you, you hop up to your feet and then you're probably going to perform a bottom, what they call a bottom turn to get angled um, sideways to the wave. Because you can ride it straight in, but you're just going to eventually be riding light water and it's, it's, not as fun and it's like going straight in is like what you do when you're first learning to surf and it's still fun when you do that but eventually once you progress to a certain point you're able to actually get a much longer ride by going sideways to the wave so a lot of waves are either going to break you know especially like like point breaks or beach or point breaks or reef breaks are going to a lot of the times be either right-handed or left-handed um, so they're either going to start at one point and break in one way. So like you're going to have to travel in that direction and you can go a lot farther and get a longer, a much longer ride. If you stay at the breaking point of the wave referred to as the curl um, or uh, the shoulder. And that's where the wave is, has its most, has the most power. So like you, you're essentially trying to stay as close as you can to the wave's power source to ride the wave as long as you can before it breaks uh, completely. Hmm. What's the best wave you've ever ridden? Do you have a favorite? 
Um, yeah, are you talking like a single wave or are you talking like uh We could say a, a set, uh, a session. What was the most memorable surfing session? You know, I remember being like 17 and, and being in like Costa Rica uh, on spring break and being out on kind of a big day and like I really didn't catch anything. I was out with a few friends and like they were all kind of talking up their surfing skills. I didn't know them like incredibly well. They were like kids. It was like a school trip and uh, no one really caught anything because it was kind of bigger than any of us were used to and it was it was pretty hard to catch uh, we just weren't used to catching that big of waves. It was probably like maybe like a foot, maybe a foot or two overhead. And there was one wave that I remembered like paddling into and being like, holy shit, okay, I think I've caught it. And somehow I made the drop and like made it in the wave and was like, I stood up, I got to my feet. Like I was like, I went the fastest I had ever been on water or it felt like I had been the fastest I had ever gone on water, like without being like towed by a boat or like, you know, tubing or something. And you just could feel the power of this like foot, you know, head high foot over foot or two overhead wave, like shut, you know, like, you know, shoving you down the line. And like, I got up, I made a turn, I went down. I mean, I didn't like rip it or anything, but I definitely like went down, made the turn, went up, went back, got in it uh and then like went up to like do another turn on it and then like it just broke on top of me and i got like thrown around and really like i mean i got i got fucking thrashed by it but i stood up and i was like holy shit that was the best wave i've ever read um so yeah that was a lot of fun um and other than that i mean there have been some really good uh you know coming from the east coast and having just moved here to california like the waves are just incredible here i mean even on a shitty day you can ride some of them for like hundreds of yards you know or it feels like it so i mean there there have been a few uh a few times here out in california that i've just caught like like there's i went up to ventura county and and caught like this man it was amazing it was probably like at high break so tom unfortunately my internet's unstable and i i the last thing i heard before it kind of got choppy was this one time i went up to ventura county so yeah. do you mind telling that story again just starting with this one time i went up to ventura county and i can edit in the clean copy no i dude i i'm not gonna hit the glory i'm not i'm not gonna be able to retell it in the same way that i just told it okay um so this is one that's just gonna have to be lost to the viewers okay where are the Sorry. best places no, to go no, surfing? No, yeah. Have you ever been surfing in Ventura what? County? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So this one time when I was in Ventura County, no, it was, uh, I went up to this spot, uh, yeah, up in Ventura uh, that is very well known. I mean, it's not, it's not a secret spot by any means. Uh, Ventura Point and C Street are two breaks that are like, uh, that are on the same line as each other, but like, uh, they're, they're pretty much within like, you know, maybe a quarter mile of each other. Um, but C Street's a little more like easy longboard. It's like a little bit more like, you know, gently sloping. Whereas like uh, Ventura Point, I mean, you can ride it on longboard, but it's like a little more steep, uh, generally where like short borders go. Um, but anyway, uh, on a good day, like it was a really, it was a really good swell, really clean. Um, and on a good day, you can sometimes ride away from like Ventura all the way to like the, the pier at C Street. So like, you know, but it has to, the conditions have to line up really well. And I, I wasn't quite at the point, Ventura point, but I was like 
somewhere in the middle of Ventura Point and C Street and just caught this amazing, like about head high, maybe like slightly bigger. And it was just so nice. And I just like kept making turn, kept making turn. And it just kept reforming and kept reforming and kept reforming. And I rode that sucker all the way into the beach. Uh, and it was great. I mean, it, it felt like, you know, most of the times when you ride a wave, it's like maybe like 15, 20 seconds. And that's like a good ride. But it felt like I was on that wave for a full minute and or more. And it just, it just felt so good. And like, so usually you want to kick out at some point because it's like the farther you ride it in, the, the harder you're going to have to paddle to get back out. But sometimes like when you're just on a wave, you're just like, man, this is so good. I got to take this all the way in. You, you just can't kick out. And that was one of those days where like, I didn't want to kick out and then like I hopped off and I was like, man, that was awesome. I was hooting and hollering and then I looked back out and I was like, man, I'm going to have to paddle like 400 yards back to it. And it sucked. It sucked, but it was still worth it. I loved it. It was so much fun. Prior to recording, you had me watch the movie The Endless Summer. Why did you ask me to watch that in preparation for this episode? Well, uh, just so our listeners know, The Endless Summer is a film about 1960s surfing culture in which two surfers travel the world surfing um, in various locations basically following the summer. So yeah, Tom, why did you have me ask, uh, watch that movie? Um, it's it's just kind of a, a, a nice snapshot of like the quote unquote heyday of like US surfing culture. Um, it's like, it's it's such a, a, a relic in time um, and a great piece of filmmaking. I mean, they didn't even have microphones. So like the entire thing is just like VO, VO by the guy who filmed it, uh, Bruce Brown, uh, excuse me, uh, but yeah, Bruce Brown um, made it and he just like filmed it, narrated it, uh, and he just follows, it's just him and his few buddies that they just travel around the world and surf these uncrowded waves. Um, and it was even before like the shortboard revolution. So it's these dudes on like really heavy old longboards, like just performing all these like quote unquote classic surfing maneuvers, you know, um, and the narration's <laughs> great. It's kind of hokey, but kind of fun. And, and like the humor is really, it's like kind of oddball, but really like pure and wholesome in a way. Yeah. Um, and just really fun to watch. Um, and it's great to, it's like a great starter surf movie. When was the shortboard revolution? Um, I, it was in like the, the late seventies to early eighties, I believe. And don't quote me on that, but it was like, that was when, guys started um chopping down the links of their boards and like doing a lot like high more higher performance maneuvers mm -hmm. um like guys realized that with a shorter board you could you know throw harder turns like you get more speed um get deeper inside the barrel um you know and it was easier to quote unquote easier to get barreled um, but it also it was much easier to make really steep drops and allowed them to ride a much larger variety of waves like the like the wave that everyone nowadays like that when you're used to seeing it on like some fucking american express commercial or like a car commercial <laughs> where they just so or show a random shot of some guy like putting like a board on the roof of their the car tube. yeah well well that i mean that the people on the roof of their car but there also be like if if you watch it enough it'll just be like a random cut or like it's obviously like stock footage that is yeah. like sold to them uh, that they can just use over and over again. But like that type of wave, the one that's like actively breaking, that's like over guys, like, like 
you know, cerulean blue in, in the South Pacific that's like breaking over, you know, a tan, you know, shredded tan dude who's just kind of like <laughs> sitting back in the wave like this or like, or like, like, you know, like that. It's like those, yeah. those type of waves are only really able to be ridden uh, or, or ridden a lot more efficiently on a short board. So that's like cool. chopping down the length of the board and like a lot of uh, it, like new board design allowed guys to ride a, a much larger variety of waves and a lot steeper waves. Can um, they than still they could hang on these... 10 on a short board? No, no. Hanging 10 is only, is only on a long board. Okay. Uh, you, you don't, there's no desire to hang 10 on a short board. And that's hanging all 10 fingers off the front of your board. Yeah, yeah. See, I, le- yeah, I learned yeah, something yeah. from the movie. I'm glad I watched the you, movie. You, you lay, you lay down and put all your, you stretch all your ten fingers out. Now, just to to clarify, it is getting, it's walking up to the front of the board, and and hanging all ten toes over the nose of your long board. And it's it's much harder. It's much easier said than done. Um, and like the reason why it, that's so coveted is because it feels like you're surfing without a board. It, it feels like you're just standing and, you know. Well, before we wrap up, what's one thing that you want our listeners to take away about surfing? Um, it's, it's, uh, it's very fun. Uh, if you ever get the chance to learn how to do it, you absolutely should. Um, and it's the most, uh, it's the most terrifying. Like if you ever want to be reminded of your own mortality, uh, like you should go surf. It's, it's like the, the best workout and the most terrifying uh, experience at the same time. Um, you really just uh, are just constantly in awe at the power of the ocean and how little it, it cares for human life uh, and your own. And it's, it's very humbling um, and it really builds a lot of character and uh, it's, it's the best, best sport ever invented hands down. Well, thanks again for being on the show, Tom. I really appreciate you being here. Yeah, no problem. Um, when's the, the in the check you said should come in within a week, or is it de- direct deposit? I'm sorry, Tom, you're breaking up. I'm not. I missed that ending. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again to Tom for being on the show, and to my dad Neil Stammel for the theme music. <laughs>